Hey guys, welcome to Status Random. This is episode 30. I cannot believe we made it to 30. I don't know how many people are listening, but 30 is a huge milestone. And uh, it has taken me quite a while to get here because I've had some lazy patches or just overly busy. But I'm so glad that I made it here on July 25th of 2020. I don't think that I ever want to say those numbers again. 2020 because (laughs) this year has been a complete nightmare from the beginning until now and I hope it only goes up from here. Uh, Let's talk a little bit. Um, My episode is going to be called um, Military Life and Military Doctors and it's a very sticky subject to talk about but I wanted people that don't have any affiliation with the military to realize what dependents and active duty members go through, not always, some of them have good experiences, but a lot of them, the majority probably says they don't. Um, So when it comes to military doctors here, there's an acronym called PCS. Um, It's called Permanent Change of Station. And it's basically where you move to your next duty station. Um, So the biggest problem when it comes to medical in the military is, by the time you get adjusted with your doctor, has to PCS. So you have to start all over with a new doctor, which is a nightmare because then they only have basis of what the notes of the doctor has written and not everything you have discussed with the doctor. So they have to piece together and hopefully look at the plan that your doctor before had. Not always the case. My neurologist has PCSed, so we're waiting for my new neurologist to come in with COVID. It kind of screws everything up, so especially having overseas. With anybody moving overseas, you have to have a lot of time off to to find a home, um, to get everything situated, to get in processed and so forth. And then COVID puts a little wrench in there and adds another 14 days of your quarantine. So that's the first thing you do is quarantine. And I think that's a good thing. So you lessen the exposure and so forth of people coming from all around the world to your new location. You know, 2020 was a a complete nightmare. Let's be honest. I don't, besides COVID, it has been a nightmare. Um, My mom um, had told me she had a rare form of skin cancer. And then my dad had a stent put in because he had what was called a widow's maker. And I'm so thankful that the symptoms he had warranted them to even check that. So he's here with us today. I then got hit with another whammy, I should say, um, from my mom having a, another genetic problem. Um, and it affects myself and my sister and um, our children, possibly. So we have to go about this the correct way. Well, here's the sticky situation is. Uh, my parents are retired military but they see civilian doctors when it comes to uh, my mom's cancer and so forth in a different location. Not the same situation for myself. I have to tell a military doctor what my mother's oncologist has suggested, and then the military does what they want to do, whether they think it's something you should have done um, or should not have done at this moment. Most of the time it's what they won't do, because they don't think it's warranted. Um, I was lucky to have a really great doctor here after I fired or changed my PCMs. 
So it is, um, I have to go about it in the right way because I don't want to get upset. I don't want, I want to give the doctor the benefit of the doubt, but she's already not checked my boxes very well as far as um, listening and helping. So a little side story, um, over a week ago, I had put in to have my labs rechecked, which I have to have my iron and ferritin and B12 checked every three months until I hit an appropriate number, and then we can maintain it every six months. So I put in a message, and it was crickets for like literally five days. And so I, so I decided I'm going to make an appointment and kind of Spartan attack her so she has no way but to tell me yes or no, she'll approve it or deny it. So I made an appointment, and I had to go do some kind of like urine test or something. I watched her go to the front desk as I sat there waiting after my urine test. And she said, when my patient comes back, let them know. I'll be right back. I have to do two COVID tests. But I have been reassured that they do wear appropriate PPE gear in a totally different building to do COVID tests. So I'm not so worried. Um, But she left me there for a damn hour waiting and waiting and waiting. I was highly upset um, at the unprofessionalism um, the audacity to make any patient wait in the front waiting area for an hour after I literally heard her say, I'd be right back. So me going into the office, I was very upset. Um, but she said to me right then and there when I went back, yes, I'll approve your labs. Yeah, of course. I didn't even know that they were asking me to approve them. Are you freaking kidding me? The next day, my daughter has had an appointment. And so I said, I'll get my labs done there. So we'll already be at the clinic. And when I went to the lab after waiting 20 minutes, they said, oh, there's no labs for you. I'm furious. This is what we go through. And I'm sure not everybody goes through it, but it seems to hit me hard because it seems to happen more often than not. So I went back to the building, knocked on the door because you can't enter it because of COVID right now. You have to get your temperature checked and so forth. So I said to them, she did not approve my labs. And I was here yesterday for a whopping three hours. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, I'll let her know right now. So they approved it right away. This is, like, ridiculous how people in the military have to completely set their side, their, their lives aside because someone always drops the ball. It sucks. So with my mom having this genetic thing with her thyroid, um, how am I supposed to go about telling a military doctor this is what a doctor off base recommended for me because I have the same symptoms and the same stuff that have been which I just chalked it up to anemia but the problem I mean how do I even approach that and just say you know it goes back to like when mama medium had told me a hormonal imbalance Sean and thyroid I keep going back to thyroid and I was like yeah I mean I got nodules on my thyroid whatever the military assures me the more nodules you have the better if you just had one it would be more of a serious thing which, uh, <laughs> the lines that they give you, man, these military doctors give you some lines to make you believe everything they say. And then when a real doctor says, uh, that's not actually true, uh, it makes you think. It makes me ready for my husband when he retires <clears throat> to um, actually see a real doctor who's genuinely concerned and not overwhelmed. I just... 2020, man. I don't ever want to hear those numbers ever again. I hope that it goes up from here. 
I hope that everybody is doing the right thing. And I say this all the time, doing the right thing, putting yourself aside and realizing there's other people out there that maybe you should protect by you wearing a mask. The other thing is, is that the school system here is giving us literally until next week to decide if we want to do virtual learning or in school. As much as I would love for my kids to go in school, I have to take a step back and think what is the best route for their health and my health and as as a whole. Of course, my husband wants them to do virtual, but he's also not the one that sits there and does the virtual with them and have to deal with them fighting and crying and so forth. And I need a break, you know, so I'm in a tough, like a tough crossroads here where I'm torn. I don't, I don't know which way to go. So I'm just waiting for guidance or some kind of a sign or something to say, yes, they need to go to school or no, it's not the best choice right now. Um, at the end of the day, if I need me time, it'll have to happen when my husband comes home, you know, um, at night to be able to have my me time. And not everybody will agree with that. Some people may think I'm being a little ridiculous or hypochondriac or, you know, but at the end of the day, these are my kids, mine and my husband's kids. And, and my job as a parent is to make sure that they are taken care of. And I don't want to put them in any risk of harm's way. Not to mention, I had a problem with my youngest school before with cleanliness. So it's like I tried to implement a hand-washing policy for over a year. And now look, I have no trust in them, honestly. It's not the military. It's the actual school and the principal I have no trust in. So I really got to, I've given myself till tomorrow to come up with an answer because that gives me two days before the deadline. So I'm torn. Um, and I hope that nobody judges anybody for what they choose. They should only stand by people. 2020, man. I can't anymore. We're halfway through. We're halfway through. One hell of a year so far. Like, it is mind-boggling of everything that has come to light this year. And I, I just hope that everybody's mental stability is okay. Um... Mental illness is a very, very strong thing, and um, some people are afraid to get help. I was one of them, uh, but, you know, the thing is, is that when people have things like anemia and stuff, they tend, doctors, military doctors I can only talk for, tend to say, oh, that's just, that's your low iron, that's, that's because of that, but they don't look at the big picture that it could be something else, um, so I really hope that everybody is their own advocate. I cannot say that like enough. You know, you are your own advocate. You know your own body. And you are the one with the mouth that has to voice your concerns. And if you're not happy with something, there's always another approach. You know, in the military life, we have what's called a patient advocate. You can go to the patient advocate and you can tell them, I don't feel like my care or my health is, is, is doing well here. Um, I feel like I'm not getting the help that I need. Um, the other thing is when it comes to mental health living overseas um, with the military is mental health is really hard in England because there's more cloudy days than there are sunny days. So people tend to get depressed a lot more. Don't get me wrong. I love England. I absolutely love England. And I don't feel like I get depressed here because of it. There's not enough mental health um, doctors here to help people that do. 
And so you go to a place called, you can go to like, you know, your chaplain to talk or you can go to M, what's called MFLAC. And, um, but the problem with that is, is the MFLAC um, therapists are only here for like two to three months at a time. So it's the same thing you're dealing with with military doctors, you know? So I just be your own advocate. If you know something isn't right, bring it up to your doctors. And if they don't listen, there's always a next step. But I hope that everybody stays healthy and well. And I hope that 2020 starts to let us out of this deep cave that we're stuck in. With 2020, it opened a lot of doors. It op- it shedded some light on some issues that were going on as far as racism and how we as a country or a world need to stick together and help fight COVID um, and racism. We can make it a better place. Um, we can listen to other people's opinions without judging. We need to be a little bit more open-minded when it comes to issues that um, arise. I just want all of us to love each other. Just love each other, be there for each other. That's all you can do, especially for mental health as well. If someone is down, don't tell them, oh, you'll get over it, or tomorrow will be a better day. Listen to them. Show them that you're there for them, you know? I can't, you know, a friend, do one to others that you would want done for you. Um, a friend of mine had, had surgery recently, and I, you know, as a friendship, I cherish friendships, and I'll do anything for anybody and give the shirt off my back. But I expect the same thing in return. So she has done um, amazing things for me and has helped me through a lot of things and is there for me as a as a human being. And as a friend. And, um, so yeah, the least I could do was to come over and, and clean her house and make sure she was taken care of and do things for her family that she couldn't do right then and there because she was, you know, healing. So yeah, remember, what is it? Love thy neighbor, you know, be good to each other, be nice to each other. Everybody brings something different to the table. And all we have to do is be non-judgmental. Let's, and I have learned from that, especially this year, I judged so many people and um, those people were there for me when I least expected it. So yeah, put your judgment aside and just love, love everyone. And you don't have to like what they say or like what they do, but let them know that you're there for them when, when they, when it's needed. So on that note, thanks for listening to Status Random episode 30. What a great, great milestone to hit. Uh, Until the next one, and hopefully that's sooner than later, thanks for listening.